So thank you for letting me interview you, Andres. I really appreciate your time because obviously without people giving me their time, I don't, I can't put this work together. Mm. So, first question. Why did you want to do this interview? Why did I want to do, why would I agree to do this interview? Yes. Might I be interested? Um, well, I guess uh, it's, it's, it is interesting um, having someone think that there's something interesting about you. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I could see there's a vanity aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you ask, when you mention that, or, or at least look at me as potentially a, or a, um, a maverick, um, business maverick, I think about my, what have I been doing that, um, how, how do I perceive myself? Okay. And so it, it raised that question. And um, there's uh, there's a level at which I'm wondering, well, am I would I choose myself? Am I successful? Do I um, exemplify uh, you know whatever attributes? And um, but when I think about it, well, at, at some level, I'm not like a gazillionaire. I'm not you know on the spectrum of the folks that you might be working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, financially, I'm on you know over here instead of over there um when i think about just in terms of what do i call success for myself um so far things have been moving very successfully okay. and how that's been occurring is uh certainly not what i w- would have thought would be the path to get there excellent you sound like a, i'm very very excited to interview you now all right okay so how would you define a maverick um, I suppose a maverick is is someone who is is not going according to convention, mm-hmm. um, who might even uh, cut across, con- like go at ninety degrees to convention um, to do something uh, not only unexpected but um, uh, let's see, uh, maverick. It's it's, it, there's, there's an energetic quality where it feels like when I think of Mavericks, I think of someone like, and I don't know if this really would fit as in terms of Maverick, but someone like Richard Branson, yeah, who as, a, as an individual mm-hmm. is, does things that, that, um, um, defy convention and defy expectation. Although at this point you can expect that he will be unexpected personally anyway. Okay. Excellent. Why do you think you're a maverick? You've touched on it with your reasons for doing the interview. Um, I would say, I mean, the maverick part for me, there, there hasn't been an intentional um, kind of almost contrarian quality. I might associate that with a maverick as well. Okay. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think there's an intentional aspect of that with me. Um, I think for me, it, it's doing... It's doing something that is um, unexpected anyway, just in life. Yes. And um, but can, but giving that energy, um, moving with that, with a kind of um, forward movement okay. uh, that um, is not then just. I don't want to say this. Um, uh, the, the 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 path 
the path to get, I, I could not, I cannot explain to someone the path. I could not recreate the path that I took to get here. Okay. And there was such an unusualness to, to the journey, I suppose, okay. um, that, uh, I think that journey itself has a maverick quality to it. Okay. Or, the, or, or rather the, um, the being guiding that journey, there's, there's a maverick quality to the being guiding that journey. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> the London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements. You just need to say true, false, can't decide. Okay. People tell for, for me... My, for myself or that I think about how I would define maverick? No, for yourself. Okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick. Um, so false would be that people don't tell me that, right? So, yeah. false. Okay. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. Um, true. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Definitely. I am much more productive than other people. Um, I, I think, hmm, it depends how you, how I, how I might define, um, productivity. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it would seem like on some levels I feel less productive, but, um, somehow I get a lot done. Okay. So true, false, can't decide. Um, can't decide. Okay. I have very unusual talents. True. I am generally underestimated by people. Um, hmm. So people who don't know you. People who don't know, yes, true. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's the truth to that, yes. Okay. So, Andres, why do you do things differently? Um, well, certainly not, there's not a, a desire to be different per se. Mm -hmm. I think in general, I, um, when I come to any situation, I, uh, I look at it from as many angles as I can before okay. I proceed. Right. Can you give me an example of what you do differently and how? Um, okay, well, I, I make money. I mean, my, I'm making my living right now drawing in the sand raking in the sand okay <laughs> so that i would uh, that sounds different to me <laughs> that's different yes okay okay does doing things differently require certain skills and if so what are they um well i, I found for me it ha um what i'm offering to people there there's um so you know i create these large-scale artworks okay. um and they're temporary, so they're they're meant to be experienced just right that, in that moment. And we'll take pictures. Okay. Um, uh, remind me your, your question again, please. Uh, uh, you know, does doing things differently require certain skills? And if so, mm -hmm. what are they? Um, so, I mean, it feels like the most important thing is to be... Okay. All right. So there's there's... If I back up and look at what what do I feel that is very that I feel is a different quality that I bring to this that I do, is that I'm cultivating the things in myself that um, according to my heart, okay. and um, not according to the bottom line, and 
that has had, that has been scary at times, but um, it has taken me on a journey that I wouldn't have anticipated, and I certainly could, could not have predicted. I couldn't could not have charted the course to where I am. Okay. But so here's here's would be the statement then is that I follow that which has my light shining brightest. Okay. Okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick? <laughs> Um, uncharted territory. Uh, um, there's no, there's no, at, at, um, and what's the antecedent for uh, to to guide um, to chart one's own progress? Okay. What aspects of your character influence your maverick approach? Um, inquisitiveness. Um, there, there. Um, part part of. Part of my approach is uh, a desire to to um, to guide my own life. Okay. So I guess autonomy, mm-hmm. guide my experience. Okay. Anything else? Um. There's this this quality of of, of heart connection. I, I don't know quite how I would say that from a business. Kind of perspective, um, uh, thinking, um, thinking more uh, with my m- maybe approaching all pro- all situations from um, both heart and head. Okay, thank you. Are you born or bred a maverick? Do you think? Um, probably born. Yeah. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on your being a maverick? In. Uh, in the sense that I mean, I, I might be able to. I mean, there might be aspects about me that would have brought me to do the kinds of things I'm doing. But when really um, something that started me off, kind of as a push, was um, the recognition that I did not want to turn my life over to um, to give my life in the hand in the hands of another. Okay. And so, in terms of business and um, um, work that I could not do a regular nine to five. I could not work in an office. I could not live according to someone else's requirements. Okay. And so that had me um, from the start charting my own path. Thank you so much, Andres. You're so honest. Uh, The examples I had were of people who seem to have been, who have, um, from my mom and from my grandmother, were people who seem to have um, relinquished their life on some level. And who I did not feel a type of satisfaction from from the overall life experience, mm-hmm. and um, I, I that was a very clear example to me to what I didn't want. Okay. Okay. Oh, and then my father leaving when I was very young okay. to pursue his needs, and which is actually why I've, I've waited so long to start a family. Right. Which is it's on the way now. Okay. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm kind of feeling I needed to get my own journey out of the way before I started involving other people. Yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. So, were your parents mavericks? Um, my father is in his way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a do-it-yourselfer and uh, has always run his own businesses. Okay. Mavericks often have unusual talents. What would you say yours are? Um, <clears throat> I, I have a very um, a, a very uh, non-linear mind, 
And so when I approach something, I tend to approach from multiple angles kind of at once. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been given the reflection that I can come to a situation and have have an innate sense of something um, that doesn't feel as obvious to other people. Okay. Okay. How would you describe your energy as a maverick? Um, th- there is a there's a curiosity and a playfulness, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, that more than anything, I, th- I think those drive kind of my my approach. Would you in say life you have? Thank you. Would you say you have high energy or low energy? Um, Are you somebody who jumps out of bed and like, yeah, ready for the day? (laughs) You know, I'm a late riser. Okay. And um, I I need my my morning, like, I kind of, a a slow riser. Okay. Um, And then a late worker. Okay. Uh, So energy-wise, I'm I'm kind of, I'm even keeled. Okay, even keeled. Thank you. (laughs) How do you see rules? Um, I see rules as guidelines. Okay. And um, as as possibilities, okay. and they might be rules that um, of, of the possibilities of which I, I concur with, and there are others that um, don't really may not make sense. Okay. But I don't see them as absolutes. Fair enough. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger? Um. So if you mean by business, like the way that um, I've somehow set up my life and, and work, yes. Um, then yes. And that's been that I'm doing it at my, um, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm calling, I'm, I'm determining what my experience is. Okay. But was there a time where, was, did you go so oh, yeah. far and then suddenly went, actually, this is, from now on, it's going to be like this. We're going to do it the yes. Andreas way. So uh, could you share what that was? Uh, so I was trained in my father's computer business. So I came back from, after college, I went to the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. I lived several years in Ecuador. And when I came back to San Francisco, I uh, trained in my father's business of um, computer technician, okay. computer repair. So I was doing that for a while, and then I got fired because I, I didn't really care about it too much, and I wasn't. Okay. Um, and uh, so I started temping in the computer industry, and this was in 1999. Right. And um, there was plenty of work, uh, and so I was temping for, for stretches at a time. And I had one job at a bank uh, in the financial district mm-hmm. where I'd have to get there every morning at 8 o'clock. And um, so I did that for a month. And at the end of the, and I, by the end of the month, I was ready to pull my hair. I was pulling my hair out already. Okay. And so they wanted me, they extended for another month. And the money was really good. It was the most I'd ever been made it at that point. Okay. And um, actually, it's funny that I'm now on... It, it was so tempting, you know, to, to stick around for another month because it was like a thousand a week, yeah, twenty five yeah. an hour, or yeah, something. Yeah. And uh, and at the end of that month, they extended for another month, and I go, okay, the money's really good. I guess I'll just stick with this, and that kept going for six months. That happened, right. and every month I just hated it more and more. Um, at the end of six months, they they offered me a permanent position. Oh gosh, okay, <laughs> at, even at harder choice. 
Yeah. $50,000 a year. Right. And I, I looked at that and I sat with it for a while and then I decided that um, I couldn't do it. It would kill my spirit. And that it was more important to me to be enjoying life right now than, um, than in the experience I was having. Okay. And so, and I've, I've revisited that, that um, d- decision many times yeah. of wondering what would have happened had I just worked for a few years, made up, you know, saved. 100,000, and then did something with that. But during that time, so then I decided not to do that. I thought there'll be more um, temp jobs happening, but then the bubble burst, mm-hmm. and there were, I, I didn't, I never had a job again in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, but during, while, the, while I was off, I had had some money saved, and I um, started getting more into my. Uh, in my hobbies, my interests, uh, which at that time were the underground music and arts culture mm-hmm. in San Francisco, and I started getting more involved in that, and that led to doing starting to do some artwork, and then bit by bit that has led to the kind of development and refinement that I have now. Um, so it all stemmed from making the decision that my experience in the moment was more important okay. than, yeah. Definitely. Are you always... So Sorry, leaving the bank. Are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times? Um, I, I think well, the aspect of me that is always that, that we might call the maverick side um, is just a quality that's always there, the one that's, that's looking at different perspectives and angles mm-hmm. on something and, with curiosity. Okay. And... Um, so that's, I can't turn that off. Okay. However, do you turn the dial of your maverickism up and down then? Ah, um, because I'm not intentionally trying to stir things up or be different Mm -hmm. or like there's no, it's not a reaction type of thing or it's not trying to create a reaction. Yeah. Um, I don't need to turn it down. It's always an asset. Okay. The okay. aspect that's that's looking for um, different ways of perceiving. Um, it, I, I can't think of situations yeah. where that that isn't an asset. Yeah, I think because of the work you're doing, it's not like you're in a company where you have to, you know, to tone it down at times. Here, it's your life; you can do it however you wish. That's right, and but I'm also I'm not trying to. Um, I'm not necessarily trying to be different. It's yes. not about that. No. It's, it's not about um, pushing someone to an edge or you know really trying to test the market or or be any way. Yeah, it's not about it's not about different. It's about um, an approach to life that um, uh, that seems to have it be different just itself. Yes. But that approach is always kind of consistent. Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Um, well, the advantage is that um, you stand out. You're unique. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, people, when you're identified in that, from that perspective, then people um, kind of have an expectation that, that you will bring something new to the table. Okay. Um, Disadvantage could be that um, th- there's not the re- there's there's greater risk in um, it not being having the reception that was desired. Okay. 
um, because if it's driven by one person's um, kind of impulse, uh, that might be just too unique or, or too um, small a segment of um, you know the audience okay. uh, to be received popularly. Um, but that, but I think if if you're approaching life this way, then you can't look, you can't base how you approach things from the perspective of how you're being received necessarily. Yes. <clears throat> Has Asian experience altered your maverick approach? Um, yes. Uh, how? The in both, I would say that there is a greater confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely with the experience part, I've. So there was. Um, Perhaps you know this can serve this thought. Um, I've had I've had this happen a few times in my life, and each time it has not failed me. Mm-hmm. Um, where I would have, with this beat chart, I had a vision, mm-hmm. essentially, uh, and it, it it told it it showed me that I could do, and it was a culmination of, of things. So it wasn't just out of the blue necessarily, but this is part of that. Um, uh, that non-linear thinking yeah. where um, a couple of thoughts kind of collided and I had this vision, this realization that I could do these art, you know, these pieces on the beach and do very large. And I've had a couple of moments like that in other areas where um, there a new synthesis has occurred and I've had this realization. Um, what I've come to realize, and by the point, by the time that, that the one with the beach had come around, it was well understood, um, but when I have these moments, there, it's to- like it. I permission is given. Autom- I, I give myself permission to pursue that avenue, One regardless, thing. regardless of the payoff. Okay. And so when I when I have these these um, realizations, and they don't have to be so dramatic as yeah, the yeah. B chart one was very dramatic, but there have been other ones where it's like, oh, this feels really good. I, I'm really drawn to this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, good do it here. If you want to put some money into it, it's okay. There doesn't have to be a return um, on this, that you don't have to have a foreseeable end. It doesn't need to go anywhere. And um, just have fun. And uh, that has not, it has not, well, there have been definitely avenues that have not um, translated into um, like something I could use in the the business Mm -hmm. or I could create a business around. Um, Approaching things that way has never led me wrong. Okay. It has, has only increased the possibilities. Definitely. Have you? How have you grown as a maverick? You're telling me about all these realizations. So how have you grown? Um, so, well, okay, if I, if I go back to the previous question, then mm-hmm. there's the experience part where after having enough... Um, uh, engage, uh, ha- having had a, a certain experience occur enough times that I, I can trust it. I know I can trust it and I can move with it with energy right. as opposed to kind of tentatively um, I can really kind of sink myself in. And, and I ha- there, was a, there was a time in my life where I actually, there's a palpable moment where I had to give myself permission and I was like, oh, this is actually... I'm, I'm giving myself permission. Yes. And since that point, I've never had to consciously give myself permission. It's like there's there's kind of an implied, yes, go for it. Okay. Um, so that's been kind of the experience has offered me that. And then the age part has, um, 
there's kind of a confidence that I think comes just with having lived longer, mm-hmm. um, a relaxedness um, and not needing to have immediate results. Um, so that's helpful. Okay. So, so then your question, um, how has, can, can you restate how have, it please? How have you grown as a maverick? Have I grown? Well, so then bringing those two together that, um, I feel more confident in trusting my my um, kind of gut response, okay. which I, I would say is my, could be the heart response. Yeah. Okay. What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? Um, so what the part of, I believe, I would say the um, the way I guide it. Okay. Uh, we're, we're guiding it according to, and we're, we're just in the process right now of, um, of developing the business in a more formal way. Okay. So far, it's it's been a bit more informal. Yes. Um, so now we're creating like a guiding vision and um, just um, charting out how we'd like to develop right. ourselves, develop the business and um, the marketing and all these things, that, which this is actually, this has all arisen so organically. Yes. There, there was a time when, um, when my, my sweetheart is my, is my partner. Yeah when we uh, were being more formal about aspects of this, like we, we thought, well, let's take this speech chart and let's work with um, businesses. Like we were trying to yeah, find a, yeah. an avenue that we felt would have more um, you know, traction mm. and um, or the, with an audience that we could, spec- we could um, specify yeah. and then go for. So we were thinking team, team bonding or um, team building. Yeah. And, um, Folks who might have money that, you know, there's plenty of businesses yeah. as opposed to what, what has turned out to be the number one um, uh, commission that I get. Not necessarily the highest paying, yeah. but the, the highest frequency is marriage proposals. Right. And, and, but it's a funny one because how do you go market marriage proposals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't really. Like, I mean, maybe, you know, it's a repetition. Maybe someone sees the image somewhere and goes, oh, I would like to do that when I propose. Or I want to propose, and there's a good one to go with, but, you know, at some point. Um, But you can't, it's like a business where you go out, you can go to them and then come back the next year and go, hey, so we're doing this thing again. You have a new group of people. Would you like to do it again? Or, you know, do you know the businesses that like to do this? Um, You know, no one has to be unique about it. No one... Like with the proposals, I don't want to make it feel like I'm just this. Yeah, it's a, that's what I do. Yeah, and yeah. but I offer, you know, I will, I will do it. But I'm not about. Um, I want everyone to, who comes to me to feel like this is a unique experience. Yeah, you, it's well, very a interesting. Experience I'm, I'm telling a line. Go ahead. It's it's a unique experience for them. For them, yes, yeah. and so. It, it, Eventually, I did make a website that is just specifically speaks to this, to doing the proposals. But I, um, I don't market it. It's just there so I can use it as kind of a gallery site. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't want people to feel like, oh, this is yeah, this is a commodity. This kind of service. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's been the, the number one thing. Okay. So. But my, here, where I was going with this is that um, there was a point time when we were trying to be very formal about how we were approaching businesses, and, and that really wasn't working for us. But so then we let we let trying to be formal about the business go and just see what came. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's now now the business what's coming to us is forcing us to have to develop the business side of it now. Yes. 
because there's so much of it and we need to guide it in a way that you know is conscious and is actually bringing us more towards how we want to be yeah um so we're guiding it a bit better okay um Anyway, uh, I'm not sure if I answered the question. Yeah, no, no, no. The aspects of your business you're most maverick in is actually, to me, sounds like it's the ideas you have. It's the, it's the product you offer. Yes. And the way we go about it, we're really, um, mo- what's most important, like when we define our, our values, mm-hmm. what's most important is that we are able to live life in the way that feels most satisfying most fulfilling to us yes. part of that is that we're offering to the world at the same time it's not about yeah. like how we can gratify or get as much as we can it's that we feel like um we're contributing meaningfully andres what, and what it sounds like you're saying okay is that <clears throat> you're, you're you're trying to find the best way to serve using your gifts yeah um definitely that, that that's well, then it's all based on that. Yes. Sure. Okay. That's what it sounds like you're saying. Yeah. Okay. What aspects of your business are you least mavericking? You know, where you're just doing it like everybody else. Huh. We're not doing anything totally out of the okay. uh, usual marketing. Right. Thank what? you. One so of, far. Well, one of the most common responses is the tax and the admin. The tax? The tax and the admin. That's usually because everybody has to follow the system. Nobody does that differently. Yeah, you know, I, I would say the way that we're running the business yeah. is, is that as well. It's, okay. it's very, behind okay. the scenes, it's very mundane. Okay. What aspects of your life are you most maverick in, Andres? Um, I, I think, uh, I mean, again, it's this meta level of just... Um, how how I'm choosing to live. So right now we're living on um, on an off grid homestead, and um, and we're we're here because it feels good to be here. Yeah. Um, and so we guide our lives based on you know how it feels, okay. and um, then we're always going for can it how can it can it not how can it feel better, but yeah. when it does where we do identify, oh, this feels good over here, or this is not feeling so good, what would feel better? Okay. And how, um, so that side of things, like, always leads us to even better experiences. So if I were to pick one thing, it would just be um, this approach of, well, actually, I call it you know, that we're really moving towards what has our light shining. Yeah. I've kind of distilled that statement yeah. Because it, it, it's like our guiding principle. When I finish, my... the, when I finish the interview, you, you'll understand better how well I get that. Because I'll explain oh. a few things to you. Okay? Okay. What aspects of your life are you least maverick in? Um. <clears throat> hmm. Least maverick, I suppose. Um. <laughs> Well, we're about to have a child, and I mean, I guess there's going to be maverick aspects to that mm-hmm. because we're going to do it according to how what feels right. Okay. Um, you know, there's all this information, and in the end, and I'm like, I'm nervous. I don't want my life to change too much, yeah. and you know, I don't want to focus necessarily on have my life be wrapped around someone else's. And I yeah. recognize that there's, you know, there's a big responsibility being coming in, and yeah. But Ember is very much the voice of. Well, how do we like? 
how do we um, invite the, the child into our lives and to to be a part a part of the life that we're creating? Yes. Not that it becomes you know now everything shifts according to it. Yeah. How does it Fancy. integrate into us? And exactly. I really appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> that that's so that is probably why you're with her. Yes, because yes, otherwise probably, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't work anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we just got a car. Yeah. Um, finally, after many years, we, yeah. we finally purchased a new car, and we have a baby seat, and we're getting the various things. So yeah. I think there's like there's gonna, the aspects is having a baby. It's gonna be very normal. Yeah. And um, just life, general day to day life is often just very normal. Okay. But um, but then I think if someone were to look at really how it's actually living, they go, whoa, that's really different. Yeah. And do you know what different is always about perspective, isn't it? Yes, right. definitely. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? Um, no, I'm not trying to... Um, I'm not doing this in order for something else to occur. Okay. Um, everything that's a, everything that is that is happening is really a consequence. So there is no intending to be to create something necessarily. Um, there's a, there's a desire to create and for it to be meaningful and to be supportive and so forth. But not um, uh, I'm not doing it so that I'll be well known necessarily or that something will live on. And I think someone will. I think there will be, I will be known in some way yeah. you know, for a little while. Yeah. Okay. How much, if anything, of being a maverick is related to give back? You know, pay it forward. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify on that last one. The importance it feels like is that um, when I'm not trying to get something from the way I'm if that makes sense. I mean, there's a desire to receive, to to um, to have something come back, but I'm not doing the things I'm. I'm not being the way I'm being in order so that I will get something in return. Yes. It's kind of it's coming through on its own merits. I think that's really important. Uh, yeah. When you try to do, um, no, when you try, uh, often it looks like trying. Yeah. And um, so. And it may not be received, it often may, will not be received in the way that it was intended. Yes. That's what I've experienced. So, um, okay, so the next question. Okay. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? Um, uh, the biggest risk... Um, Okay, well, I've recently uh, made a policy that I will not take on work that... I've done a policy of the work that I will take on and that I will not do work that is not artistically focused Mm -hmm. and um, is not... uh, um, So, let's see. I'm no longer doing logos and... um, and uh, that there's an artistic, there's an artistic meaningfulness um, in what I do, and that there's also an uplifting, a consciousness-raising message 
in the artwork. And it's a great, it, it creates a gray area yeah. in the sense of how, how I define something, but it makes it very clear that I wouldn't do like a Coca-Cola logo. Okay. And this is, a, this is important because I've been getting a lot of different types of work and I've been turning down work um, that could have been fairly well-paying in order to um, tend to a larger message. Yes. That I okay. think is moving through what I do. Okay, yeah, get it completely. How many ventures have you taken in the past five years? Okay, wow. Um, I don't even, I'm not quite sure how I would even define project. Like there's, there are um, uh, individual artworks. Yeah. There's lines of um, kind of um, lines of development. Mm -hmm. There are um, specific offerings uh, that I have um, crafted to off to for to to sell. Okay. Um, like the proposals, um, and there are several others that I'm working on right now. Okay. Uh, and then there's a kind of um, things in life outside of that that I guess I guess they're not business. So I won't go into those. Okay. Um, so, is it I mean, in the last you said in the last year. Five years. The last five years. Oh boy. Um, Ventures, 20. Okay. What would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture? So when you do a project, when you do a venture, what constitutes success to you? Okay. Um, success according to Andres. on what what my purpose in the venture was okay um so if we're speaking and and here's where as an artist since my primary um focus is the arts and then secondarily it's how can the art be how can i bring the art to the world yes so i see those as so primarily i consider myself an artist mm -hmm. um so from that perspective uh, a successful venture is one in which um, I have uh, I have learned mm -hmm. from the process um, because even if it were even if it were to let's okay here if I were to make an artwork my desire would be that it turns into a print that then I can sell um, like it's a beautiful image that yeah. I can bring to other people and show them. So that might be a successful venture is something that turns into an image, but that's very narrow because it's still I would still consider it successful if um, if I learn something significant in the design that then I could apply the next time I do it. Yes. So um, then it's about that something has um, that the whole everything has moved forward uh, in some way. Okay. Um, so that would be successful, but in the business side, um, successful would be that, that there is, um, that there's interest, that, that there's, that, that people bite. Yeah. Um, and so how that's been showing up recently is, because uh, so far I have not tried to get work. Yes. It all, it has all come to me yeah. and, um, for which I feel very thankful but it also is very kind of insecure, create a little bit of insecurity because, um, you know, you can't, 
you can never say if it will, will help be coming. And yeah. so there's no, I want to be proactive about it. And one of the ways that we're doing that recently is with my workshops, um, to do one workshop a month and to start with and uh, capping them at 25 and putting a certain price. And before it was come if you want donation based and we yeah, have maybe yeah. four or five people that would show up. And that's before I kind of got the recognition occurred. And now I'm having, um, 25, they're selling out 25 people and, um, I'm doing it at a lower cost, but the cost probably go up in a little bit. And but there's a lot of value in my workshops, but they've been consistently filling up. Okay. And so I would call that successful in that we're setting aside time to make it happen. We're putting out the words so we're marketing. I've crafted my statement, you know, my message inside the thing and the whole activity. And there's, um, there's an interest, uh, a consistent interest. Okay. Okay. So business side, that's how we define define it. Um, but that's different from the outside. Yeah, I get that. Um, I think you've answered the next question, which was what leads to successful successful execution of a venture. <clears throat> but is there anything you'd add? Okay. Um, so I guess if we just stay with the business side, then. Um, uh, successful execution, um, and it, 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 for me, that part feels fairly um, standard business. Yeah. Um, so that it, it wouldn't be feel very maverick. Um, that would be the mundane side. So um, that there's, it feels well developed. That there's well, and actually, we're shifting that side of it. I think um, to. That at heart there's a message. Yes. And that there's, um, for me, that there's uh, people can connect to something that to something that I'm offering. Yes. Um, that, that I have a sense of something. Okay, so I'm connect that there's something deeper that I'm connecting to, and I'm able to transmit that. It may need refinement and polish, but um, that side of it is able to be received. So um, that I feel connected to that side of it. And then that I that I feel that I can, um, uh, the, I may not even be able to transmit that, but that I that can at least um, communicate some aspect of it to the audience. Okay. But that has but that's the non-mundane, like the Facebook marketing. Yeah, but um, ha, ha, from what emails. but from what you're saying, you have. But to, what I'm hearing is you're saying that you have an idea that's your artistic idea. And successful execution is when you get to be the artist side and it happens to make you money too. Oh, well, that would be the best. See, Actually, that's, that's successful that is, that is the best. execution. When, once we're finished, I'll tell you what I do and it'll make a bit more sense. I just don't... Okay. I, I deliberately... I'm not being evasive. I deliberately don't tell people a lot about me because in case it clouds their responses. Okay. Um <laughs> So yes, okay, actually then um, from that perspective, because at the larger life level, and this is yeah. the way I'm looking at it, the business side is just, okay, um, there's a certain part, actually, if I were to go back to the, the meta level that I want my life to feel integrated. Yes. I don't, and this has been a guiding principle. Um, so um, way back when, one of my one of my dreams, my goals with the business, with my art, has been that it would allow me to travel. Yes. So, and that's been occurring, which is amazing. Um, 
with a partner, I wanted my partner to be able to travel with me. I yeah. wanted to feel like we were able to have a life yeah. experience together. So there's not a separation of the life over here and then my life with this person. The yes. same with work. I didn't I want to feel like well, there's my home life and then I, there's my work life. I wanted to feel like it's all kind of working together. It's all integrated. So, um, so it's my life approach that then informs my business approach. Yes. Um, but the business seems to feel like it's actually working as part of my life. Um, so, um, so a successful venture then, yeah, as you say, would be that, um, I get to feel creatively, um, fulfilled, mm-hmm. uh, while, um, while being, um, uh, received in a supportive way. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I can, I can see it. There's a lovely Venn diagram of how I want my life to look, what I do for a living and how I'd spend the last day on my life. And if those three things are connected, that's, that's what I'm seeing when you're talking to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Okay. What do you bring to the table that actually makes a venture successful? Um, I bring, uh, hmm. well, I I bring a type of vision, um, that, uh, generally I'm best at conveying, Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking about Ember between Ember and I, which she's really good at the administrative side. Yeah. Um, and but she's also good at a kind of visionary um, leading. She's she's really been the main proponent of move with your heart. Yes. And uh, do a, do what's feeling good at a deeper level, and that's been helpful for me when there is jobs that arise. Yes. Like, oh, there's so much you know. There's like that that kind of the provider side of me. Yeah. Um, you know, responds to something, but but it's going to be drudgery. Okay. And and she's let me off the hook. She said. Don't worry about, I would rather that um, these higher level things are occurring and we'll worry about the financial side later. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, it's such a relief to have that. Yes. So um, so she's good at that side. I'm good at um, holding, uh, of uh, generating and transmitting a vision uh, and, and facilitating an experience around that vision. Okay. Can I just say, you're the first person I've interviewed with an amazing tree behind you. I'm a tree hugger. I'm just getting all the zen. <laughs> I can feel the zen loving. we got these beautiful oh, oaks it's amazing. It's lovely. Um, okay, next question. I'm trying to remain focused. Um, of the... Per- of some of the, have you had any ventures that were unsuccessful? And if so, what was the main reason for their failure? Um, I might not use the word failure. Okay. Um, I, I might say that something just didn't have. It just wasn't the right timing for something. Yes. Timing and actually, lo- and um, audience. Okay. Uh, so. Um, the, there was one that we really, um, pushed for a while Mm -hmm. and which was, uh, I I also do this, I've been developing a movement, um, kind of, um, therapeutic partnered, um, movement form. That's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, we were, uh, we were trying to 
develop it towards couples mm -hmm. and as a therapeutic thing for couples. And doing this in Marin, I don't know if you're, are you, are you familiar with Marin County? In no. San, uh, so outside of San Francisco, um, it's a very, it's kind of like the, the heart of the new, new age community. Okay. It's one of those okay. of, of the, the higher end of the new age community. Okay. And, um, you know, so in Marin, they have every kind of, you know, woo-woo thing you could think of. Okay. And so there's so, there's such inundation of that, that, um, we couldn't, our message was not unique. Okay. And, uh, we couldn't. There are so many options that people, um, you know, weren't choosing ours. So location and and the, the timing part was um, uh, timing for us in terms of um, I think there are other things that needed to come through, and, and I feel like um, like with this art somehow with the sudden recognition, um, it almost feels like its time was now ready, mm. and. Um, and there's been there's been such an ease with it the whole time that we haven't had to try to force it in any way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where it kind of feel and, and timing is almost not the right word. It's like it's like the conditions were were up, were just ready for it, whereas the conditions are not ready for the other one. And yes. I can't necessarily identify it's timing both in the market but also for ourselves. And actually, I don't think it's timing in the market. I think it's timing for ourselves. And yeah, location. Okay, okay. Sorry. Don't apologize. This is wonderful. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Well, the thing. Um, okay, w what I'm afraid of would be that um, we're penniless, and uh, you know. When, when we get dramatic about it and go, what's the worst that could happen? And we go, okay, I'm going to be dead in the gutter. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, uh, we can't financially, um, things are a struggle. Mm -hmm. That would be like the, um, that would be the big fear. Okay. Um, because there's and the, the side of me that had me going to the bank yes. and working in this industry. What I identified is, it's this, um, desire to, have security yes. for the most part, a security of a um, st stable financial, um, yes, fi financial stability, mm. and but also long-term financial um, security, and um, so that's what's lost when one is not part of that kind of system. Yeah, and um, of course, security is an illusion always. And um, it just feels more real in cer certain circumstances yes. and may, may often pan out that way. But the cost of that security is too great. Um, but in where I am for many years now, right now, I'm feeling much more secure, mm -hmm. you know, I'll use in, in quotes, than I ever have in the industry that I'm in. Um, but for many years, I felt extremely insecure about how the choices I had made. Mm -hmm. um, because where is it leading? And in fact, the day before, this is very, this is an interesting story. That yeah, this is an interesting story. So I was, we were in Mexico. We moved there for a couple of months um, because where we're living right now, we're living actually in a large tent. Mm -hmm. It's a 20-foot um, carport-style tent, mm -hmm. and uh, which we love. But we can't be here in the wintertime, it gets too cold. Yeah. It can get to freezing. 
And so um, we moved, went to Mexico just to have a few months, you know, somewhere warm and nice to be at the beach. Mm. And um, we took our trailer there. And while we were down there, this is funny, while we were down there, I had um, about a month in, I had this like, this comes periodically of this anxiety of what's the relevance of my work? Is Will there be any ongoing desire for this? Um, do people like what I, you know, is there, is there, is there a place for this in the world? Um, what am I really doing? Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> which right now it's, I'm you know, a big part of what I'm doing is raking on the beach, but that's yeah. not really what I'm doing. That's just what's looking like right now. And, um, so I, I was feeling pretty like morose and, um, decided I wanted to get some margaritas and there's two for one margaritas and Ember's pregnant. She can't drink some. I have the two margaritas and they're very, they're strong. And she's like, yes, let's get you some margaritas. And here just, it's okay. And giving me this, you know, her, she, she has such faith in the universe. Everything's going to be great. Like everything, really everything's wonderful. And, I'm with her. Yeah. Completely. And so, so the next day we yeah. were look, just checking her Facebooks and, He's checking things, and we're like, whoa, what's going on on Facebook? Overnight, my likes had gone from 5,000 to like 25,000. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of that day there, it was almost at 100,000. By the next day, it was 160,000. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of answered the question, is, yeah. there, is there a place for this? Yes. Now, that's speaking to the right now. Like right now, there's definitely a reception, and there's, there's, um, there's opportunity, mm -hmm. uh, and there's... Um, recognition and there's a, an interest and desire and there's a value with me mm. um how that extends into the future i can get i can then get anxious about you know how long will that last how long will it last at this level can i you know it's facilitated that we can get this new car um, but now we're going to build a home here and we have a child and so now it's the next level of anxiety because yeah. our needs have been so small previously. Yeah. So now they're expanding. And so now everything has to, you know, okay. raise to meet that. So that's the next level of anxiety. But so that's the part that's, um, that can be the toughest of following okay. the maverick route. Okay. Is Thank the, you. All right. That's really I'm long-winded. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Be, be as long-winded as you like, because, um, you guys give me your time and you know, it's, it's, it's very fascinating to get somebody... I was so excited about interviewing you because you came from an artistic side rather than a technology side, rather than a construction side. So this adds a different dimension to it, which is lovely. You've touched on this before when you've talked about your partner, but how important is team to you as a maverick? I know you're doing team building. Go ahead. So how, how important is team to you? I'm very much a, I'm, I am, uh, I love collaboration. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, everything, uh, it, there is a, there is a value to, um, to, uh, um, division of aspects, mm -hmm. but, um, at the overall, I think that a collaboration always produces superior results. Yeah. And so I, my desire is to facilitate a collaborative um, experience in all things that I do. Okay. Um, it could be as simple as I'm checking in for feedback. 
around something Mm -hmm. from a trusted um, um, perspective like Ember's. Um, When I'm working with a client, it might be just me and that person, but I'm seeking to have their um, input as much as possible so that it's a co-creative experience. Okay. I've never had the experience that, that... Doing things in a team has not produced um, a better result than doing it on my own. Okay. When when I've been guiding the yeah the process, you've touched on this, but did you draw on other mavericks in any way? Uh, I have many people who want to collaborate, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so yes, I think when when you're doing things differently, um, other people. Who have, who are, I would say similar approach, but not similar because it's different. But yeah. similar in doing it different, are drawn to you. I'm drawn to people. Yes, like that. same thing. So I think it, it goes the other way too. Okay, um, who's okay? You, you answered this question very early on, which I thought was fascinating. Um, but how and I'm just getting this. I'm asking you just to reiterate it. Yeah. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? From what you said, you got it from yourself. Um, <clears throat> yes, I had to... Um, my grandmother has often been the voice of um, security. Mm-hmm. So, And she's, I would say that of the voices that I've wrangled with in my head, she hers has been the voice of, um, of uh, following the traditional route yeah. and... And concerning myself with the future, and so she's been the voice that has probably caused me the most anxiety. Okay. okay. Um, but but it, it wouldn't be so persistent if there wasn't an aspect where I where I believe where I understood and recognized the validity of what she's speaking yeah. to. Yeah. She's a first generation. She not first generation. She yeah. I guess you call it first generation. She came over when she was twenty ish from Ecuador, and essentially did things on her own. Yeah. And. In the end, um, had enough money, you know, had bought several buildings, and but she but she spent most of her life as a salad chef prep, yeah, a, a salad prep chef, and you know very lowly position, um, kind of always living very frugally, yeah. and always tending towards the future, and it feels like she delayed her life, yes, yeah, and. Um, but so there's a but now she's really well taken care of because and she had a stroke but she had enough money to have to be able to pay someone to be able to be to tend to her and so um, so she she's the one that I struggled with the most. Okay. Uh, my mother never laid laid a trip on me, but because of the sacrifice she has made in her life, so that I could have whatever mm. you know that I could have what I've had. She, um, I've always earned my way through the private schools that I've been in. I've gotten scholarships for all the schools. Um, but, she, but she has, you know, paid where she can and supported. Um, but she's struggled so much to have she's a single parent with three yeah, kids yeah. that um, I feel like there is an obligation that I do something meaningful with my life or that I not just throw it away and um, whatever that means. And so there's kind of this side of needing, oh, and then 
those, my mother and my father are both very politically active. And so there is a side where they're very tangibly, um, or at least ostentatiously, um, uh, bringing value to the world um, at a non-financial level. And so uh, these pressures, I've dealt with these pressures to um, do something that felt like... um, when you're when you're looking at when you're trying when you're trying to go for something, it, the only benchmarks you have are, are um, whatever that you see around you. Yeah. And so, how do I gauge the way that I'm approaching life? Well, is it is it bringing anything to anyone else? Well, me doing art doesn't necessarily bring anything to anyone else. It's not yeah. alleviating, you know, um, hung, you know, world hunger yeah. or solving any problems. It feels very um, self gratifying. Um, or by spending time doing this and not getting a regular job, then it feels like I'm being irresponsible for the future. And so have, battling those things has been really hard for yeah. a significant portion of my life um, or and definitely of my, my kind of business artistic mm. path. Okay. When I made that decision to, um, to not be at the bank and to value my experience right now, over my no, not necessarily my, my life experience right now. And that's like, I don't have to be enjoying what I'm doing in the moment to be appreciating that my life, how I experience my life overall, is very positive. Okay. Because you know there's going to be drudgery to, to take you know to deal with sometimes, but that was that was the big moment to um. There was so there was both that moment to to um leave the bank, which was probably the most the biggest of the, the most dramatic of the decisions. But then in terms of focusing on the arts, um, so that was kind of a life decision level, which was very important. But in terms of moving towards the arts, there was a synthesizer that I allowed myself to purchase. And up till now, probably the most expensive purchase I've made is $1,500. And now I just bought a car. $1,500 for a synthesizer, something that I can't do anything practical with. It was just going to be fiddling with. I'm not a musician. But it gave me such joy to play with this thing. Yeah. And I had to, um, so here's where I had that, the physical, like I felt myself, I felt like a light, like like the light switch of, it's okay. You're, it's okay to do this for myself. Yeah. It, I'm worth it. The value, the joy that I get from this is worth, um, that's it. The light, the joy that it offers me is worth the investment. It's worth investing in my joy. Ah, I hadn't thought about putting it that way. Yeah. When I speak of like my lights, whatever has my light shining, when I think about what what does a light shining actually mean, well, I think I would call it joy—the amount of joy that I'm that's that I'm experiencing—and then that joy is moving through me. Yeah. And people receive that joy, and that just looks like energy, positive energy. Yes. So it's worth investing in my joy. So that's how I might say it. And Completely. I had to give myself permission. <laughs> Completely. You're, you're kind of preaching to the converted. Yeah. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? So you're the captain of this ship, right? So. Okay. So um, to leadership, well, I, because I think because I approach things non-linear anyway, I, I don't see well, boom, 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 boom. Although I can lay things out in a structured manner, but I recognize the value of. Um, of input from directions you may not expect it. Okay. So I, I find value in everyone's input. Um, 
and I'm, I'm considering all possibilities. Um, I find, I find value in uh, creating structure, mm -hmm. even if just initial structure to start out with. I can't take a blank piece of paper and then just say, now create art. I just can't do that. Yeah. Nothing will come through. But if I create conditions around it, such as, well, what are the conditions of the location that I'm in? Oh, there's, there are actual factors I must take into consideration. Okay. So now based on that, now what's possible, then things start to emerge. And so, um, I think that's part of the map. That's part of my approach in general is okay. to look, consider the whole and to then start to whittle it away, um, whittle the sculpture away to what its essence is. And so when I'm leading, I'm kind of, I'm engaging that approach as well. Okay. I find it very effective. Okay. Is being, now, I've probably got an answer in my head already, but is being a maverick related to creativity? When you're approaching life and just anything in general from, um, uh, there's a path in front of you. Okay, here, I'll, I'll relate it to um, hiking. I love hiking. I love, I love walking on trails. I love even more exploring places, getting to, getting to engage the process of exploration. Okay. And so exploration can happen just by going to a new location and walking on that trail. But um, more exploration is possible when you can go off the path yeah. and start to just look for new locations. And um, so, but it's not about when well, now I need to get away from what everyone else has done. That's trying to be a maverick and there's no point to that. No, no, no. The, the, the path is totally fine, yeah. but you get to explore new things when you go off the trail. And, and so there's a value to doing that. And when one is approaching life in general, that way that, um, what more is possible when you just go off on this over here or look for, go down over there, then I think by virtue, by just by its nature that has one approaching life more creatively. Yes. And not being funny from everything you've described, your whole business is about that. About yes. going off the path. Um, what about innovation? How is what being about? a maverick related to innovation? <clears throat> when you are charting, so innovation is a byproduct of, of that kind of approach. Yes. Um, when you go off path, you're inevitably, you're creating a new little trail, um, and uh, so that's the innovative part yeah. um, is a new, a new path has been forged and you could choose to, to strengthen that path and to um, make it something actual or not. Um, but by virtue of going off path, something new is arising. Okay. So that is innovation. Are there any career decisions that you regret as it relates to your potential as a maverick? Hmm. No, I can't say that um, I regret any of the decisions I've made. Okay. Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? Well, I, I mean, this might be idealized and rom romanticized, but Richard Branson is, is definitely someone who I look up to. Okay. Um, in terms of not only does he have 
a business kind of a quality to his business um, uh, capacity, but how he approaches life yes. just feels like such ze- there's such a zest and um, a joie de vie. Yeah. And um, when I see just pictures of him, and of course, you know, it's just pictures, but he just feels like someone who is thoroughly enjoying his experience. You know, I'm really hoping he'll write the foreword for my book. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who is someone, I know the answer to this, Andres, who is someone in your life that makes all the difference? Ember is a huge, um, she's an integral part of how this has been shaping up. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, and, and in, encouraging me to continue to go, to continue my path despite the anxieties that I would experience. Okay. What do you have to suffer because you're a maverick? Uh, You've you've talked about the anxiety you have to go through. Yes, right. Yeah, the the anxiety of uncertainty. Okay, that's really well put. The anxiety of uncertainty. What motivates you as a maverick? The fun. Yes. (laughs) Do you like being a maverick? It's funny because... um, I like being who I am, yes. and I, I see that who I am has that maverick quality to yes. it. So, um, yes, uh, I, I appreciate that that side of I appreciate that that side exists within me. Okay, I, exp- I appreciate that I get to experience that side. I think you, it's you experience that you have the bravery you choose to take that side. You could have still been in the bank, buddy. You're right, but I think to me, being a maverick is a lifestyle choice. Is being a maverick important and why? Well, I mean, again, this goes back to the idea of maverick as though maverick is a separate thing. Um, but there's, but it's a consequence. It's okay. the result of. So um, I think to, but let's say that that's an indicator of something else. So yes, it is important. It is important to um, think, um, to get off of the the rails of one's thoughts and allow them to um, meander in other directions. It is important to consider um, the whole. It is important to to feel one's heart. It is important to have fun in the process. It is important to appreciate one's experience as one's Having, having it. it, yes. On a scale of one to ten, now you've done this interview, how maverick are you? Not in comparison to anybody else, but in relation to yourself. It, yeah, it's interesting because when you first approached me for this, I, I wouldn't have thought of myself as a maverick. That happens um, a lot. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because there's the maverick where people are, that I could look to who are, it feels like they're really trying to put themselves out there like Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, who it, there's definitely a, a, an intentional, there's a trying yeah. and she's successful at it. Um, but it's still, try, it's, it can feel it's contrived. manufactured to me. Yes, it, it's manufactured. Um, 
but it's also but it's achieving a, a result yes. which is putting out new types of thought and different mm-hmm. types of yeah. you know whatever it is and it's or will i am is um you know from uh, the black eyed peas yeah i want to interview him yeah so he has that quality as well yeah. um and um but but they don't have the ease at which Richard Branson feels like it. Okay. But they're not trying to sh- they're not going for the pop culture trying to no. trying to shock though. Um, so what about you? Yeah. So me. So um, yeah. I, I guess then I, I would rate myself pretty high on that. Um, and in fact, when I think about it in terms of what is what is driving the whole business side of things anyway, which is. Um, something much deeper than than the financial aspect. I would say that it, that makes it even more of a maverick because in the business world, it's there's the financial goal. Um, but for me, what's driving the business is there is a financial aspect to it, but is not what's driving the business is not the financial goal. Um, there's something bigger and deeper. Um, and that feels kind of mavericky in the business world. Um, so once I put myself at like a nine, a nine, a nine or a ten. Nice. Um, I would. Um, I've interviewed your forty-five. I would concur with that scale. What advice would you give to someone, okay, Andres, who feels they're a maverick, and they came to you and said, "So, what's the best advice you'd give me?" I know I'm a maverick. What's your one piece of advice? Um, I would say to do what has their light shining brightest. Wonderful. What's your biggest ambition right now? Oh boy, that's that's a good question. There's a couple of projects that I'm looking towards. They're still fleshing themselves out, but I I see a multi-year project that spans across the the globe, um, working with various cultures to create um, some unifying um, imagery expressing unifying themes of humanity. Wow. Yeah. You've got to nail that. What's that? You've got to nail that deal. (laughs) Well, it's it's arising through me, so it's it's me generating it. Okay, so, Um, so is your ambition to make that happen? Yes. Okay. If you wanted to do something different in life, what would it be? Do something different. Wow, I'm doing so many things differently. I can't even imagine right now. Like, no, if you were living a totally different life, you know, what would you be doing? If you weren't doing the sand drawings and the art? I would be involved in some kind of... Um, uh, sustainable something. So in another life, I was a scientist, okay. and uh, that's my degree is in environmental sciences. Okay. And it would have been something. Right now, I'm living on this homestead. Life might have brought me. I would have brought myself more to this kind of living. Yeah. And it focused more in this kind of thing and offering this kind of thing to the world, like alternative technologies. Yeah. Um, probably some, something to do with sustainability. Okay. Where do you want to be when you're 80? I want to be in a lovely and um, in a lovely location, in, a, in a, a location that inspires me, um, uh, that 
that um, fuels me. Um, uh, where I feel I am able to um, bring my own vitality, where, where, where I am received and offering, where I'm an integral part of, of what's occurring. Okay. Uh, I think community. It's a community of some sort. Okay. Where there's, uh, yeah, intergenerational, um, where there's value all across the spectrum that everyone's offering everyone else and the location is inspired. It is a beautiful, soul-inspiring okay. situation, like what I feel here. Okay. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? It might be something like um, teleportation. Flying would be great. Yeah. Actually, flying would be awesome because I could fly above my pieces and take pictures. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, and then I could you, just you fly could be like a, the world. a human drone. Exactly. Wow. Okay. You know, I have these jobs. Like, I have a job potentially in South Africa, but I just, it'll take me two days to travel there. Yeah, yeah. And I have very little time between things. I'm so filled up. But if I could just fly there, yeah. fly back, a teleport would be great. But okay. taking pictures of flying. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you do for fun? <clears throat> um, for fun. I love to design my artwork. Okay. I, I love to do the artwork, yeah. actually. That is, that's the, that is for fun. Um, when I have downtime in the work, I'll go to the beach to do the art. Okay. Uh, and in fact, then I get to do the art. <laughs> so as I'm doing, it's paid. Okay. I'm doing commissions and it's other people's desires. Yeah. Final question. Um, yeah. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Um, well, I guess you, I mean, we've, we've spoken to it, but it might have been something around, is there, um, is there anything, it's this question of what is, what is the, um, what's beneath being a maverick? Like why, um, what's, what's deeper than being the maverick? Uh, like what's the, what's the being the maverick in service of? Um, things I've, I've already spoken to because yeah. the Maverick Maverick is not an end in itself um, and it's service something else yeah most uh, people where it's come out it's been about they want to change the way something's happening or they may have set up a company simply because all the other businesses were just doing the same old thing same old thing and they didn't feel it was meeting the customer's needs so there's always a passion underlying um, why they do this some of them it's about the legacy and their legacies related to taking on the world in their own way um, mm -hmm. so okay okay yeah yeah but uh, i've already spoken to yeah, that yours i understand yours yeah okay so thank you for letting me interview you that's the interview bit done